0: opportunity to, to update you on what's going on in the city uh, and I, I use these opportunities also not just to update uh, what's happening uh, in regards to coronavirus uh, COVID-19 but also to uh, bring in guests uh, we had yesterday of course uh, Dr. George Morris uh, from Centricare, he who is the physician uh, incident commander for St. Cloud Hospital as it relates to uh, COVID-19 coronavirus and uh, gave a great update. Uh, all of the updates that I have daily also are archived on our city's website. They're streaming live, and then archived uh, day-to-day. You can go all the way back uh, uh, when we did the first one on March 13th, which seems like a very long time ago, uh, but uh, a lot of things happen uh, very rapidly. Uh, all that information is on our website, To uh, information of uh, direct links to the CDC, the Minnesota Department of Health, uh, and other, uh, e- our EOC Emergency Operations Center with the city, uh, Stearns County, uh, Benton and, and Sherburn, and all of the other links you need. As I mentioned, uh, these day, days seems like seems like uh, weeks, uh, and weeks seem like months. Uh, and I know that everyone is experiencing that. I have to actually apologize for yesterday um, when we did when I did the update. Uh, I referred to it as Wednesday. It seemed like Wednesday from uh, Tuesday morning all the way into another day, uh, but uh, it uh, was Tuesday, and today is Wednesday because I mentioned the flyover that I missed yesterday, but. I didn't miss it today uh, thanks to uh, the Minnesota National Guard uh, who did a flyover around uh, various and they're doing this I think uh, uh, throughout the week uh, but they did it over St. Cloud uh, VA the veterans hospital and over St. Cloud hospital uh, had a couple of uh, F16s they had an opportunity hopefully all of you did also if you got out and very impressive sight uh, they did it in honor of our healthcare workers and in particularly today which is national uh, Nurses Day. So uh, it's a wonderful uh, tribute uh, to the folks on the front line, our healthcare folks, and uh, what better way uh, to ha- pay tribute that those we honor, uh, those in our military and uh, those pilots that flew over in honor of our healthcare workers, the first responders today. Uh, And it is Wednesday, so it's today um, at 5 o'clock that um, I know I'll be out uh, singing God Bless America. I'm going to do a little different. I normally go out on my front steps and sing God Bless America. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to be out and walking, and as I'm walking down by the Mississippi River, I'll just be walking next to the St. Cloud Hospital and sing it right there uh, directly to the people who I sing it for, uh, honoring all of those folks that are on the front line in particular particularly today when it's National Nurses Day, our healthcare folks, so at 5 o'clock tonight. Uh, Thank you uh, for what you're doing. Uh, You are truly uh, our heroes uh, in this and all the folks that are are doing uh, what they can uh, to help us all and keep us all safe, so thank you. Uh, This is also an opportunity uh, when I do these to bring some uh, other folks in. And uh, Lisa Volbrick, uh, who is our Public Utilities Director, um, she is actually... uh, I've got her actually uh, on online. Uh, she's got a, a presentation she's going to do, uh, and this is uh, Drinking Water Week. Uh, this is one of the aspects, and on the presentation you'll see, you'll see the importance of uh, of um, uh, our not only our water, and this is one of the most important aspects, our, our water supply. Um, we take great care. It doesn't. It doesn't matter whether this is pre-COVID nineteen or at all times. Uh, Lisa and her team do a tremendous job. Uh, When it comes to our public utilities, our water, uh, award-winning for that matter, um, uh, several times has won uh, the best tasting water in Minnesota. Uh, They keep it, uh, not only that, but they keep it safe. And she'll explain a little bit about that, uh, especially in these days uh, when we're we're really uh, challenged uh, by the virus, the coronavirus. Uh, She'll talk a little bit about uh, how they prevent uh, all those things from getting into your drinking water system and what they do to treat. So I'm going to turn it over to our... Our public utilities director uh, Lisa Volbrecht to uh, to give you an update on what this, the importance of this week, and what they're doing uh, to keep you safe.
1: Thank you, Mayor there is a small delay between your presentation and mine, so I will try to coordinate that. Um, As the mayor said, this week is National Drinking Water Week. We're excited to be on the program and invited on to discuss and go through a few of the fun uh, fun things that we have planned for the week and then celebrate with our community. Um, This week from a national standpoint, for Drinking Water Week, the theme nationally is there when you need it. And we really like to to be pretty proud of that where when you do turn on your tap, there is water flowing. So this year's theme again, there when you need it. And again, thank you for the opportunity. Um, My next slide, I wanna talk a little bit about the St. Cloud Water Utility is actually known uh, nationwide. We are definitely the city of St. Cloud is definitely a river city. With our drinking water utility, we have a number of parks along the river. We also have um, Oliver stormwater goes back to the river, and our wastewater discharge goes to the river. And last week we talked about having such a great um, opportunity with the hydroelectric facility to generate electricity from the river. So we truly are a river community and a river city. The National claim to fame, of course, is that when you think about the Mississippi being the fourth largest river system in the world, and we have the honor of being the first community on the river to take water and make it into drinking water. So very neat claim to fame. Uh, One of the things we did this year to kick off National Drinking Water Week was to make sure our water quality report was available. The report is a summary of last year's activities and basically our water quality for the year And as one page, one report that we can communicate to our customers, the report is available in paper or on the city's website at any time. Um, The other thing that we put also is that it is translatable. So if there are other languages that are requested, we just need to know and we'll go ahead and take care of that. We have a ton of information and a ton of data to share. So at any time, if a customer would like additional information, all they have to do really is reach out to us. Uh, One example I'll give is we have a number of industries that are large users and basically we send them a monthly report because it's dependent on their their production, you know, say like a a beer beer bottler or pot bottler. Uh, they they need to know that information. So at any time, if a resident would like additional information, please reach out to us. One of the things that we're highlighting this week for drinking water week is also water quality when it comes to our vacant businesses. A lot of businesses have been closed for extended periods of time. We have used the opportunity to look at our meter readings for customers, and we've found a number of leaks out in the system where maybe somebody's toilet was running. Um, you know, maybe from a from a business standpoint, they had you know a, some type of a break or a leak. So that's been one interesting thing about having businesses shut down and having vacant buildings. But we are reminding people as the stay-at-home order is lifted and as different restrictions come off, we want to make sure that people are reminded to do their internal flump, their internal flushing on their systems. Um, the city's responsible and we do take good pride in our water and the tricky part is when it's been sitting stagnant in internal buildings, especially larger buildings like the mall or like a large office complex, that water can get pretty stagnant. So. You do wanna turn over your business either on a regular basis or if you're gonna do a full reopening, make sure to run the water for for a while to clear that out. Another um, kind of exciting opportunity that we kicked off last month, we did maybe kind of a soft rollout is probably a better way of saying it, but all of the stormwater in St. Cloud drains back to the Mississippi River ultimately and for the, again, the drinking water intake is on the Mississippi. So we've kicked off the adopt a drain program. Um, It's a very turnkey program. Basically it asks residents to keep the storm drain in front of their house, clean of debris, clean of garbage, leaves, et cetera. Um, the The website has excellent guidance, but you go on the website and basically put in your address and it'll go in and tell you which drains you should adopt will provide a sign that says you've adopted the drain and where that drains to. Um, And we're we're excited about this program because it is turnkey. It's very popular in the Metro area. And we're one of the first cities in the outstate area to start participating in this program. Um, The other fun fact is that in one month we had 200 drains adopted. So that's a pretty good turnout. The other part is that we do have 10,000 storm drains in the city, so there's great opportunity to make a difference with our storm drain um, adoption program. Um, I also wanted to make a quick shout out to people who are homeschooling and people who are staying at home with their kids. Um, The city's website and the public utilities website has some great information as far as how water is treated, um, what happens with flushable wipes, uh, just the water treatment process in general, the wastewater treatment process in general. So these are, this is kind of a good opportunity from a, if you do have a science-based project, or if you have um, some other type of homeschooling, you need to fill a little bit of a void, have your kids putts around our our website. There's some good information there. Uh, We did recently put out the video on disinfection, which talks about how the water treatment process takes care of a lot of our, um, excuse me, a lot of the pathogens and viruses and different bacteria in the water and how we make the water safe to drink. And although it's not a drinking water issue, I have to mention our sanitary sewer system. Um, We are seeing an incredible amount of flushable wipes, um, rags and other debris that should not be um, flushed. So I wanted to just put this slide out. We do have another nice video um, on the city's website about what happens to flushable wipes and how they don't break down versus like toilet paper, how it does break down. Um, we've been reaching, excuse me, reaching out to a lot of residents as far as um, flushable wipes, but we've also been reaching out to our commercial in our um, restaurants as a lot of those um facilities, they have their kitchens open, but their dining rooms are not open. So a lot of their flow has been quite, a, quite significantly reduced, which is keeping their sanitary sewer from flowing normal. So they've been having some backups also. So this is definitely a system-wide issue that we're trying to just get the word out to, to encourage people to just think before you flush. And with that, that's the end of the presentation. Again, I want to thank the mayor for giving us this opportunity to talk about drinking water week and celebrate with the community and ensure that we're providing a great product, a safe product and kind of thank all of the, the city staff for the essential services that we provide. So with that, I'll turn it back over to you mayor.
0: Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate uh, you coming on and uh, explaining that. and uh, And thanks for you uh, what you do and your team uh, keeping all of our, uh, our our water flowing and uh, keeping that fresh. and uh, It's important, I think, to uh, for the public to understand when it comes to the city services, um, regardless of what happens. Um, you know, whether it's the the COVID nineteen, uh, whether it's the results of the financial challenges that uh, our city and every city has uh, based on the uh, the economic uh, revenue shortfall that uh, we have, and of course we learned yesterday the state has also a significant. Uh, we prioritize so when it comes to public safety and it comes to infrastructure, and part of that infrastructure, of course, is our water. Uh, water and sewer, um, those are our priority budget items, and uh, we're uh, we're making sure that uh, there will be no disruption in that um, during this process as we move forward. Uh, we're redirecting uh, the resources we have so that Public safety and infrastructure continue to, to operate and the water continues to flow. Um, so I appreciate that. I, I wanted to, um, as we do on these uh, updates, and I am often asked just on the, the, the uh, number uh, numbers you heard earlier, if you listen to the um, uh, Commissioner Jan Malcolm of the Minnesota Department of Health um, uh, give those numbers, I'll just uh, reiterate uh, the statewide uh, what those are, 8,579 positive, uh, have tested positive, uh, unfortunately, uh, 485 deaths in Minnesota, uh, 5,000. However, though, the good news, 5,005 have recovered, no longer require a quarantine or isolation. Um, in our local area here, the three counties that uh, St. Cloud uh, resides in, 59 in Benton, uh, 80 in Sherburn, and 975 uh, in Stearns. And so, um, you know, we continue to uh, to monitor that. We continue to work together with the Emergency Operations Center, which is St. Cloud and the Stearns County, uh, and also uh, uh, with uh, our joint powers agreement with Benton and Sherburn and our partners Centric Care and our other partners uh, working. Uh, together and also uh, coordinating, uh, especially as we see the numbers rise. Of course, we expect it uh, when the testing would increase that those numbers would increase. Also, uh, our concern is continues to be uh, what our capacity is in our healthcare system, and that's the whole aspect of what what you do uh, in following those guidelines at the federal and the state level. To flatten that curve and to, so that we have the capacity at the hospital um, in both COVID-19 beds and uh, ICU, and and uh, we continue to monitor and we continue to to make sure that we do uh, have that capacity, but also the ability to turn around and increase that capacity uh, when and if that is needed uh, in a 24-hour period or a 72-hour period. Um, so uh, I wanted to. Uh, it's a beautiful day today too. I know a lot of folks are out and uh, we encourage that uh, if you get out for a walk or for a run or for a bike ride um, you know use use the socially distancing guidelines uh, but get out it's so important for your mental health and your physical health uh, to do that Remind folks that next Tuesday I will have uh, my State of the City. It'll be virtual the first time. It'll be the 15th time I've had that opportunity to talk about uh, the state of our city, the city, city of St. Cloud, and where we've been, where we're at, and, and uh, some of the uh, items going into the future. That's 1230. I'm streaming on our website on Channel 181. I know it'll also be um, broadcast live on WJON and KNSI and, and on Facebook. Uh, so an opportunity uh, to, to talk uh, next week. Of course, uh, I'll be here tomorrow at the Daily Update at 310. Uh, Stay well, stay healthy, and God bless you.